This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Today, on a Monday, brand new week, Thanksgiving so close. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Angry, stupid cowards. Angry, stupid cowards. Let's face it, the dominating the news, the discussions, the consciousness, etc. We need to come to a national consensus. We have a contagion of angry, stupid cowards who want to shoot people because they're angry and stupid. We have to make it clear, anybody who does that is an angry, stupid coward. Yeah. I hope that would help. There have been guns in America for decades and decades yep. and decades, hundreds of years. Gun in ev- on every mantle. But we weren't killing each other. It's a contagion, like old Malcolm Gladwell said. And I'm gonna, I'm here to fight it. Yeah, it's unbelievable that we're talking about a story like this again. Three of the five worst shootings in our nation's history have happened in the last year, which is <sighs> quite amazing. Um. Yeah, and it's just... Well, well and, and you go back to, if you take in, like, the last five big ones, five, six bad ones, you got uh, angry jihadis, you've got God knows what was going on in Las Vegas, yeah. you have angry, stupid cowards of the standard uh, white, lower, middle-class kind who just want to kill people because they're mad. They're all The only commonality is they're angry, stupid cowards. Yeah. I don't know. We'll be uh, taking your texts and uh, thinking about it and talking about it, among other things. All morning long, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know. When I saw this news yesterday afternoon, I was like, yeah, i got to be freaking kidding me. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I was numb. I was numb yeah, to it. Yeah, I just, I just, I tweeted, if I had the slightest idea what to do, I'd be all for it. But I don't have the slightest idea what to do. Other than the idea of it being a contagion. And if you don't know what that's all about, we'll uh, we'll get into that again later. Because that that that's the only theory out there that makes any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Is that it is? It's like a disease in society that people are catching. Um, um, the the doability, the feasibility, of shooting a whole bunch of people. It's gone from the realm of things that are utterly outside a possibility, even to, for even for crazy people. Right, right. To one of the choices, it's become a thing you could do. If not, when it used to be. Certainly not a thing anybody could do. If not the first thing you think of, apparently. Yeah. If you are an angry, stupid coward. Yeah. It always always ends the same way, pretty much. They kill themselves. So if that's the way you're planning to go, why the freak don't you do it the other way around? It's just so disappointing. Anyway, I know that's tough to get into, uh, Michael, as we introduce everybody on the show, but this is what we'll do. We'll introduce everybody in the squad, starting with our board operator, Michelangelo. Hi, this morning, Michael. Uh, good. I was thinking about the same thing, uh, Jack. You, I don't know what to do about it. But the only thing is, I think it, what hurts is the fact that these things are televised. As far as you know, ten people killed, fifteen people killed, and so you get people that think it's okay. Um, I don't know. Do you just? It does add to the contagion, but but. But what yeah. do you do? Do you know. you know not at a certain point? You know, if somebody if if, if there's a shooting and there's like more than ten people killed, you have a law or something we say. Hey, we don't we don't televise this. We don't report on this. Yeah. Well, we have talked about the um, the concept of when a naked guy jumps onto the field in a football game and right. runs around the field. They don't show it. Why? Because if they showed it, it would cause a whole bunch of people to do it. Um, 
there's that aspect. But how do you not cover these stories? I don't know. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well, as uh, as much like you guys, as I saw the news kind of breaking yesterday. I forced myself to step away from the Internet, remembering that much of the information that we first get oh, yeah. is often half true or uh, made out of whole cloth. Almost just completely always wrong. wrong. Um, and I participated in the time-honored American tradition of escapism. I went to the movies, and I saw the movie Thor. And if you are looking for a little bit of escape, want to have a good time for a couple hours, this movie is not only one of the funniest movies I saw all year, It is uh, they are getting really good at making these kind of uh, lighthearted uh, superhero action movies. And uh, I, I, I recommend it a lot. It feels a little weird talking about it shoehorned into this conversation, but that's what I did on yeah, Sunday. Makes I, sense. I unplugged, and I wanted to, to let the dust settle a little bit before I really jumped into you it. You want to check out? You got a good movie out there to go to. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Uh, I'll tell you, I spent the uh, weekend healing, looking at the world through a haze of pain pills and Chardonnay. There you go. It was a dark, cold weekend, as you said, in so many ways, all topped by the return to standard time. Man, it got dark early yesterday. Depressing. Early, early, early. Wow. How many people want that to happen? I don't know. I'm not a fan not, of it. Not very many. No. Polls no. show. Very few people are into it. Right. I think, Michael, you have some tips on how to how to uh, beat this uh, time change. Something about go to bed at 2 in the afternoon before the time change and leave <laughs> yeah, all your like lights that. on. Turn your hazard lights on, That's on right. when you drive. Yeah, exactly. But right. just remember, Marshall, right. yeah. this makes the impossible possible. It's oh, absolutely true. true. Very true. <laughs> I was <sighs> trying to explain the time change to my little kids. They yeah. just... They, it was it was it was difficult to get them to grasp that, <laughs> and I can barely grasp it myself. So exactly. you got that problem. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is a Monday, November sixth, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Did you know before the standardization of time in 1966, it could literally be six o'clock on one floor of a building and five o'clock on another? Wow! Anybody, any town, wow. any hamlet, there was any no county standards could could declare what time it was. Ah, and it was Can mayhem. you imagine that? S mayhem. So seriously, you got a five o'clock appointment, you go up a flight of stairs, you're late. Just because they had a different time. Mm. You could hit the rush hour in one town, then drive for an hour and hit rush hour in the next town. So frustrating. Sucko. Finally, standardization. That's what we need. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Uh, I just, I did what I thought I needed to do, which was uh, they said that there was a shooting. I pursued and... I just did what I thought was the right thing. You know there were more weapons in that car? You possibly stopped them from killing other people. I didn't know that. That's the guy that chased him, which is a different guy than the guy that shot at him or shot him, which is interesting. Hmm. Uh, more on that whole story coming up. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got uh, updates on the Texas church shooting. President Trump in Asia stepping up warnings to North Korea, and science says Christmas music can be bad for your mental health. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I'm not ready to hear it yet. Certainly not pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's very good. It covers a lot of ground, a little humor, a little insight. So the guy filled out the gun form, and the question that yep. said, have you ever been discharged from the Army or whatever, he uh, whatever he, he lied. He lied on his form. Oh, no. I think anybody who's ever bought a gun and filled out that form, at least if you're a law-abiding citizen for like me, you, you fill it out and you think, isn't a bad guy going to lie on this? It's as if criminals are willing to break laws. Yeah, so I suppose we got to talk about that at some point, too. Uh, it's all on the way. 
I can't believe we're doing another one of these shows. You know, we could actually run best of from the last horrifying shooting, and it'd be the same conversations. Good, for the most come part. out. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. About 15 minutes into the show, looking at the text line, there's one about uh, violence in video games and movies. Uh, obviously, several on the whole uh, guns and accessibility e- on either side of the argument. Um, the usual stuff, uh, uh, n- not the mental health facilities. This could be a repeat of the text line from a month ago or a year ago. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's the same conversations. The only thing, that, and I that, don't feel like the conversation has advanced an inch. And I'm and I'm not criticizing any of you people, uh, really. But um, yeah, no, we bring up the not, same oh, things every time, and then you know nothing changes. The only thing that makes into sense any sense to me whatsoever is this whole it's a contagion. The idea is a contagion, and I'm gonna read from the actual book a little bit later that Malcolm Gladwell wrote and and his thoughts on this because it's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, for why this is starting to happen so often. So we'll get to that later. It's damned interesting. Yeah, yeah. It might give you some measure of sanity in the insane goings-on of uh, recent days. I don't know. What else can we do for you? Mailbag. We can do that. So a faggoty Mike in Napa sent along this hoax news research site. It's really good. It kind of, it's people who took the time and effort to write down a framework for looking at news that may or may not be fake, uh, you know, hoax news. Like my, is it real racism or social justice warrior things? And they've gone ahead and, like, codified all the methods I've used to figure out if it's fake or not, and then added a, a number more. So we'll link that at armstrongandgettyradio.com for you. It has all sorts of case studies and examples. I think it's really good. If nothing else, it would stop some of you from forwarding us stories that are obviously fake over and over and over again. Yes. Once, you, once you start to recognize them. Yesterday was the first time that I consciously was taking in the news after I heard about this shooting, thinking, I wonder if this is from the Russians. Uh, oh, bits of information, yeah. rumors, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I heard a couple of things. I had the same reaction yesterday afternoon. Um, bye, 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 bye. Okay, here we go. How about your shower thoughts? Your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. I found none of these amusing last night. Not a single one. Um, this morning... I have a different attitude toward it, which just goes to show you something. What does it show you? I, it's, it's mood dependent. You know, mm. I was just I was feeling dark last night. Mm. The sky was dark. The mood was dark. The news was dark. I was dark. I went dark. It is unacceptable to use doping to win the Olympics, but it is permissible to use auto tune to win a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I think we need outlaw. Yeah, need to have an international anti-autotune uh, association like those fine anti-doping folks. American girl won the New York City Marathon for the first time in forever. How about that? Over the weekend, beat the Kenyan. So yes, is she uh, take that Kenya. Not cheating. Not on, I don't. I don't care. Oh, for, listen, I, listen to the cynicism. I hope. I don't care if she is. We got to beat the Kenyans. Oh yeah, his home country in Kenya. First time since the seventies an American has won. Fantastic, beautiful moment. Freaking Kenyans. Girl was injured too. Girl, woman. The woman was injured. She skipped the Boston Marathon. She ran New York and and triumphed for the country just when we needed her most, or something. She ran 
26 miles in two hours and 26 minutes. I, I know. It's just, I, I can drive 26 miles in two hours and uh, 26 <laughs> minutes. That's insane. Uh, if it was actually possible, this one's for you, Sean, and your fellow overgrown children who watch superhero movies and not solid adult movies about loss and death and love and smoking and conversations. <laughs> smoking. That's right. You got to <laughs> sit there at a table smoking and talking to each other about how disappointed you are with your lives. That's a grown-up movie. If it was actually possible to project a bat signal onto clouds, the night sky would be awash with advertisements in every city in America. Oh, good point. Are you kidding? You couldn't make out the bat signal because you'd have a Napa Auto Parts signal. <laughs> uh, let's see. We pay many rappers to hear what a luxurious lifestyle they're leading with our money. <laughs> yeah, that that is a weird thing. That is a weird thing. Can't wait for the That's kind of what the Kardashians is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We enrich them so we can see how they live as very rich people. Whether we uh, are horrified by it or, or aspire to it. You know, I'd suggest you could save your money and invest it, but how much does it cost to watch the Kardashians? Not much. I right watched the other night. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the time when we have to write Earth as the destination at the end of a shipping address. Mm. Oh yeah, cool. Got to log on your planet or your uh, your, your space station. Uh, yeah, why don't we leave it there? Moving along, Jeremy from Eagle, Idaho. We already have a national show. Well, I've been procrastinating for six months now. They say procrastinating is for losers. Whose clocks are accurate now? Who's the <laughs> loser now? You're right, Jeremy. You saved yourself a lot of time and trouble. I have one clock like that. I finally overcame a uh, a battle with procrastination myself uh, the, this very last week. Now, every other, uh, whenever I got my paycheck, I would get the paper version, and I would walk it into the, the bank like a grandparent, and I would cash it. And every time I would think, I got to just set up direct deposit. This is right. ridiculous. Right. But every time I would need to go to the computer website to set up the direct deposit, which took like two minutes, I'd be like, ah, it's, right. that's too much work. And I finally overcame that hurdle. I was very Good proud man. of myself. Good man. It's a beautiful moment. <laughs> uh, I do that with with a variety of bills that I haven't set up yet. <laughs> Why am I writing a check and putting it in the mail to these people? This is crazy. Why don't I take the same amount of time and eliminate the need to ever do this but again? But you try to log on their website, and they want a password, and I just think, ah. Throw your hands up. I'm done. <laughs> you know, we spent some time with my son, Big D, over the weekend, and, and you know, we're talking about a lot of these issues uh, as his uh, launch is not as launchy as, as some of us would have hoped. And uh, we're talking about doing and not doing and, and, and ambition and energy and the rest of it, and it's it's uh, it's difficult for some people, definitely. Um, bah, bah, bah. Oh, here we go. It's a little darker note. This is RJ. Hey, cowards, can we start calling white Christians terrorist now? Or are you going to find 700 different ways to defend this guy because you can't stand up to your handlers? was a lot of that yesterday. Boy, on the where, do we, where do we even start with that one? Yeah, well, the, 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 the thing with that is we either got to decide that there is a war on terrorism, which your government under four administrations, three administrations now, says there is. Um, both parties say there is a war on terrorism, and it's all at uh, Islamic fundamentalism. So either we're doing that or we're not. And if we are, then we should separate that from the other stuff, shouldn't we? Doesn't that just make logical sense? Now, who's not doing that? I don't, I don't understand. You're answering this guy or what? 
the the people who say how come we don't call uh, the guy in Las Vegas or the guy yesterday terrorism? Well, it's not political violence organized among, uh, along certain ideological lines. I mean, there's a difference. It's a very different thing. Just because, and listen, this person is obviously angry. They're not very bright. And, and they went with the time-honored standing up to our handlers. We don't have handlers. All right. I'd like a the handler, whole, actually. I'm going to shame them into agreeing with me by claiming that they have handlers. And I'll cleverly make them so mad I said that. That they'll go up against their handlers or something. I wish I had a handler. It'd be awesome. Yeah, please. Come in and I'd be told what to say. Handler, establish direct deposit for me, please. Uh, Just because someone is a Christian doesn't mean they perpetrate an act in the name of Christianity. Likewise, if some Muslim guy finds his buddy sleeping with his girlfriend and he shoots his buddy, that's not an act of terrorism just because the guy's a Muslim. But well, and and we don't have soldiers in seventy five different countries fighting uh, Christian extreme ex- Christian extremism. Yeah, like I say, I mean, I I read the email just to show that it's out there. Uh, let's see. Ah, First Amendment idiocy, a matter near and dear to me, my own heart. Lance in Pacifica, always fun to hear from Lance. On the stat that forty three percent of Americans think that your sporting that supporting free speech means you're a racist. It was more specifically if you support free speech for people you consider right. a racist, that makes you a racist, which is incredibly stupid. But let me uh, read Lance's note. Jack is right. Shame on our education system for not teaching some basic critical thinking around our rights. If you believe that supporting of the right of free speech of any citizen, including racists, means you are racist, then opposing illegal search and seizure of known drug dealers means you want kids getting drugs. Protecting religious freedom for Seventh-day Adventists means you're a Seventh-day Adventist. Not that that's a bad thing, only that I can support their right to practice their beliefs without taking on their belief. That's how it works. And if you don't want the police to be able, without a warrant or sufficient evidence, to kick down the door of a suspected domestic abuser and raid his house looking for anything illegal, then you're clearly a domestic abuser yourself, or at least aligned with them. How do people not get the fundamental and obvious flaw that attaching preservation of a certain group's rights is completely separate from agreeing with their beliefs? Or endorsing their behavior. Well, it's uh, you got to call it failure of the education system. I would think it would be self-evident. It's obviously not self-evident. So our crappy, crappy education system needs to do a better job. Uh, what time is it? All right. Uh, on your uh, difficulty figuring out where your criminal has gone, Jack. Uh, greeting from two fagafies in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. You do have a national show, writes Lee. One motivating factor is, uh, uh, of our moving out of California was the passage of Props 47 and AB 109. I heard from a prosecutor over the weekend about how that has kept him very busy. Oh, yeah. They've decriminalized crime in have, California, I essentially. A, I have a heck of an update on this story later in the show. Uh, yeah, and we have some contributions from folks in the criminal justice system who wanted to comment that's really, really good. Uh, it doesn't help crime statistics. There's such a tolerant atmosphere in California for all lifestyles. Well, it's a utopian and absolutely just dumb belief that if you are nice to criminals, they won't commit crimes. Or if you make crimes less serious under the law, you'll have less serious crime. I mean, it is the stuff of, of, of like delusional people. Fantasy land. It's insane. Uh, prison release advocacy in California is much more pronounced than in more conservative states. Uh, I have a few ideas.
In five to ten years, writes Brent. Beautiful San Bruno, California. Wouldn't surprise me to hear one day he was murdered at a homeless encampment by an outraged vet. But I think we're equally likely to hear that he was granted an associate professorship at the University of Columbia to teach a class titled something like Understanding and Sympathy in War Zones. And still, the dark horse option is that he enters politics, either shilling for some anti-war politician or becoming one himself. After all, one's mental capacity doesn't seem to be a gate factor for politics. He would do just fine as long as he votes the party line. Brent, you are a cynical man and a realistic one. So yeah, I, I have, salute you. I have quite an update on if you're ever a victim of a crime that is really interesting. Super. Get to that later and um, the latest on the, another horrifying shooting. Oh, hey, uh, here's a question for you. I uh, got a received uh, from a couple of people, including uh, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, various, uh, various tax calculators to show whether you'd be better off or worse off under the Trump plan. And I clicked on one and I tried it out. It's a super, super simple. Like, you never deduct anything. You, you're just, you're a 1040 easy person, even if you're making 240K. And the other thing is we have no idea what's going to be in the final bill. Right. So, I don't know. We could post it if you want. Do you want us to post it? I don't know how helpful that is. That's your question, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think that's the answer. Um, so Marshall's next with the latest, and we'll get into dis- various discussions, I guess, to a certain extent. Uh, getting a lot of texts about it, of course. Oh, God. Yeah, let's go through them. Let's sample the opinions. And the eventually, thoughts. I'll hit you with what Malcolm Gladwell, one of the great thinkers of our time, believes is going on in terms of it being a contagion in our society. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So one of my favorite politicians in America, Rand Paul, beaten half to death yesterday by a neighbor. What the hell is going on with that story? Absolutely insane. Oh Personal my God. beef, politics, could be either, judging from the evidence I've gathered. There's no I- info out on that as far as I can tell, other right. than his injuries are much worse than they were initially reported. Um, wild story. We're going to talk to a reporter coming up. Right now, let's get the news with Marsha Phillips. Uh, it turns out the in-laws of the man who shot up a South Texas church were also members of the congregation. Wilson County Sheriff says he the in-laws were not at the church during yesterday's shooting, but they arrived after hearing about what was going on at the church. Now, the Air Force says the shooter was court-martialed for abusing his spouse and their child and was given a bad conduct discharge in 2014. So this guy's a wife and child beater, at least according to the Air Force that drummed him out. Something tells me, uh, yeah, her parents don't think very highly of the guy. Mm-hmm. Surely there's, you know, tension and, and, and dislike, etc. I'm not sure. So he sure. decides to shoot up their church. Angry, stupid, coward. So we'll get into maybe in like a half an hour. The Malcolm Gladwell stuff about this being a contagion in society. I, I believe that. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. And I'm not sure any of these other details after these shootings matter. I don't, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure it makes any difference right. what you were like in the Air Force or whether you have a gambling problem or whether you're gay. or, or I'm not sure any of that stuff matters. Mm. It's this weird contagion that's getting out into, the, into America somehow. And then if you're a certain sort of disturbed, you decide shooting a whole bunch of people is the answer. We'll talk about that later. But this looking for various little things in their lives is right. getting us nowhere. 
Right. It it's, it's stupid. President Trump, who's traveling in Japan, called the shooting an act of evil and... I think that uh, mental health is your problem here. This was a, a very, based on preliminary reports, very deranged individual. A lot of problems over a long period of time. We have a lot of mental health problems in our country, as do other countries. But this isn't a guns situation. I mean, we could go into it, but it's a little bit soon to go into it. But you know, I'd, fortunately, I'd like to somebody else had a gun that not, was shooting in the office. Just turn him off. To, to, I'd like to ask him not to speak for like three days after something like this. He adds nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, we've always had access to yeah. guns. We've always had mentally ill people. We've always had people getting discharged uh, dishonorably from the military. People we've always, hating their in-laws. We've always people had people that were secretly gay and, and disturbed about uh, the, the pressures they were under. We've I've always had all these things. Gambling problems, all the things that we look to for reasons, but we didn't have these kind of shootings. So it doesn't seem to me that any of that makes any difference. What do you think? I agree. More to come. As we mentioned, the president is in Japan today, part of his extended Asian trip. Trump pushing back against North Korea, calling the country a threat to the civilized world and saying the U.S., quote, will not stand for it threatening America or its allies. Some people said that my rhetoric is very strong. But look what's happened with very weak rhetoric over the last 25 years. Look where we are right now. Well, that's a perfectly valid point, Mr. President. You've redeemed yourself. That's what Jimmy Carter said. Yeah. Yep. Trump not ruling out military action against the North and forcefully called on the North Korean leaders to stop weapons testing like the recent nuke test they carried out over Japanese territory. Do you think Jimmy is uh, butthurt over the fact that he's like a symbol of pathetic, inadequate diplomacy since he went over to fashion that big deal with Kim Jong-il, I think it was? Yeah. Um, on behalf of uh, Bill Clinton, and now he's always trotted out as, yeah, Carter went over there. How'd that work out? I think maybe he resents that a little bit. With Christmas creep pushing retailers to put out all the holiday decorations and merchandise earlier and earlier every year. And who, who wants that? Nobody. Where's the pressure? Where, where? What is the pressure point? Trying to get your money. On moving Christmas closer and closer to summer. <laughs> I, I don't know anybody who wants that to happen. Well, now researchers... Are you? Is it working? Is are you buying Christmas decorations now? Well, no. And Christmas presents now? It's always horrified me, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm feeling very contrarian this morning. I, non-consumerist Christmas. I'm, I'm willing to just jump on that and beat that drum for the rest of my life. Well, it's easy. The once NCC you're... movement. Well, it's, it's easy when your kids are grown up. <laughs> oh, now I hear. You know what I hear? Excuses. <laughs> You're raising little consumerists. I'll go up on one of Dad's larks this year and tell my five-year-old, Christmas is canceled. Consumerism is bad for you. Marx was right. We're going to worship Jesus and exchange one gift. Or give him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's right out of the good book. Lots of myrrh. Oh, yeah. Stocking stuffed with myrrh. I tell you what, you can't have enough myrrh. Researchers have found that Christmas songs do encourage shoppers to stay longer in stores, spend more, and visit again, but too much of it can indeed be maddening. <laughs> they found the first few times you hear festive Christmas music, it will get you in a happy holiday mood, but when you hear the music over and over and over again everywhere you go, and you see the naked greed attached to it, yep. Not playing those songs because they love them. It reminds them of mom and dad and the good times. But it's just naked greed. 
The repetition, the researchers say, well, drives you kind of nuts. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the voice of the West. So we're going to talk to a reporter next about uh, the beating Rand Paul took over the weekend, which is a, an, a weird story. I don't know if much is known at this point. Strange and shocking. It, more political violence? Is it a personal beef? We'll it's see if we can figure that out. And then we'll get to um, what I actually think is causing all these shootings. Something is. Something is. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm going to let the reporter tell the tale... And then I'm going to launch my theories. What, what's going on with Rand Paul being beaten as badly as he was over the weekend? And the fact that it was downplayed at first, you know, no, no big deal. Turns out he was badly beaten. What is going on there? The bizarre and troubling attack on Rand Paul. Senator. WHAS reporter Will Clark joins us. Uh, he is uh, in the area, as I understand it. Um, welcome, Will. How are you, sir? I am doing well, and... Uh based on the reports that we're hearing out of Bowling Green, Kentucky this morning, I'm doing much better than the senator who, as we had initially learned on Friday, he was assaulted by a man that we now know to be his neighbor, 59-year-old uh, Rene Boucher. There had been some sort of a dispute there, the the senator mowing his lawn. Uh, and the, now we know that the, the neighbor, Mr. Boucher, ran into the senator's yard and tackled him. It was originally described as minor injuries. The senator coming onto Twitter saying that he was was only hurt might you know just slightly he was fine everything was okay uh that he was blindsided now we're hearing from the senator's senior advisor doug stafford that uh, senator Rand paul has five broken ribs is in considerable pain and uh, was not able to fly back to the capitol because of this pain three of those ribs are displaced fractures that uh, according to some medical uh, experts can lead to some life-threatening injuries and this is not something that he's going to be able to pop a couple advils and move on with this day it's going to be some severe pain that could be with him for weeks or months when you say there was a dispute do we have any information was it a momentary mowing your lawn at 6 a.m dispute long-running uh, animosity any idea uh, they're not saying anything on motive. We know the two are neighbors. It's a gated community in Bowling Green. The yeah, I was going to. I was going to jump in with that. What do we? Gated community because Rand Paul, U.S. Senator, almost everybody in government is incredibly rich. He's an ophthalmologist. I'm guessing. I'm trying to picture these houses. Are these like your million dollar houses? You don't expect uh, people to get in fights in their lawns where they beat people nearly to death in these kind of neighborhoods. We don't have a value on the senator's house, but his neighbor's house uh, records show is valued at $750,000 at the last tax assessment. So these are not uh, not your just kind of shotgun, right. run-of-the-mill houses. So uh, it's a $3 million house in San Francisco or the Bay Area or Seattle or yeah, whatever. So you got a picture yeah. of that kind of neighborhood and a dispute on the lawn that ends up with a beating this bad. That's a mystery. Now, did he just tackle him and go away? or did he, I mean, because there are no facial injuries or anything like that. Uh, it, it says that he he tackled him, and that the I guess maybe just the way the senator fell, he did have a little bit of maybe a, a bloody lip or something like okay. that. Uh, but there's no indication that after the tackling, he he stayed and added a punch or two. It's a good uh, thing because the, cause, uh, the senator insane. would have been completely defenseless with all those broken ribs. 
and and the, the state police isn't saying much more about it. We do know that the FBI is involved. The uh, the Louisville field office of the FBI is taking a look at this to make sure it's not a, a politically motivated attack. We do know now uh, that uh, Mr. Boucher has uh, put some kind of anti-Trump rhetoric up on his Facebook page. So there's some concern that they're, they're they at least want to eliminate that this wasn't something political as opposed to just the senator maybe blew his leaves onto the neighbor's yard. He didn't like that. Right. Uh, Will Clark of WHAS Radio in Louisville, Kentucky. Will, hey, thanks for spending a couple of minutes. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks. Well done. Why the downplaying of the injuries from the beginning? Why is Rand Paul's only statement so far, uh, thanks for the well wishes? Something weird's going on here. And I don't think it's just a, you know, a single blow. He fell and broke that many ribs that badly. Contusions on his lung, according to CNN. Um... You think I, he got stomped or I something? I think he took a hell of a beating, yeah. In that kind of neighborhood over a lawn dispute, I'm just wondering if there's some sort of somebody's doing somebody's wife sort of oh, thing going oh, on or something like oh, that. Oh, good. That's responsible. Well, that's very nice. How do you explain that sort of a beating? Well, over... it could be. Listen, Rand Paul's. I told you to stop mowing your lawn. And, I'm gonna... and doing my wife. Between the two of them, I've had enough. Is that what you're saying? Have you gone mad, sir? Just why is Rand Paul's side of it downplaying the whole incident? I don't know. It could be. It could just be standard. You know, a crime's been committed. We're not saying anything. We'll let the uh, cops speak and investigate it and bust this guy. Because you can't help him go to jail by going and doing media. Maybe I don't know. But I will. I'll also tell you this. It could have been a stomping or something like that. But Rand Paul's not a young man. If he was blindsided by a reasonably big guy who ran at him and just smashed into his rib cage, that could easily break five ribs. Yeah, that could. Who the who the hell would do that over a lawn dispute? So this is or any other one. This is about mowing lawns from Urban Dictionary. Mowing other people's lawns is a metaphor for having an affair. Oh my God! There mm-hmm. it is. He was mm-hmm. mowing my lawn. He was trimming his wife's bushes. Seems to be attributed to the movie Kingpin. Um, which is where a lot of great phrases come from. It just, just, just sounds like bowling-oriented comedy. Yes. The way this is unfolded just seems weird to me. Uh, an attack that bad on a U.S. senator, a prominent U.S. senator, getting almost like no news coverage out of his hometown just seems weird to me. Yeah. yeah now it, there, there was the you know the awful shooting, which we're going to talk about uh, in the middle of the day, and you know we have a the way the media is currently set up that we're. We can handle, like, one story a day. So maybe... Um, is it open season on libertarians? Is that what's happening now? But almost nobody almost nobody is immediately jumping to the, this was some sort of political attack thing. Okay, so why is that? Well, the guy had a harsh anti-Trump rhetoric on his Facebook page. He hoped Mueller would, I think, fry Trump's genitals. Something like that. <laughs> Which is... An odd punishment. Um, and Rand Paul, your neighbor who mostly hates Trump, you're going to yes. go beat him half to death knowing that's going to put you in prison. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe the guy's just su- such a crazy liberal he hates all uh, Republicans. And Rand Paul is a Republican. He's kind of an odd Republican. I'm thinking the... And he has played golf with Trump. I'm thinking the million-dollar neighborhood in Kentucky has got a lot of Republicans in it, so... Yeah, which might make uh, the uh, anesthesiologist, the non-practicing anesthesiologist, from what I've heard, uh, who attacked uh, Rand Paul, maybe that makes him extra mad. I don't know. Doctor sedate thyself. Yeah. How about that one? (laughs)
Wow. You know what? I think that's the inappropriate co-host joke of the day. We have a winner. The joke of the day. Thank you. There it is. That was a joke. (laughs) It's horrifying, the idea of being beaten like this in your own... (laughs) So your problem was you didn't identify it as a joke. Gotcha. I think there's something weird going on with this story. Which I think we'll know soon. Uh, there is a uh, local TV reporter that's report, uh, tweeted out, neighbors also say that these two had an, uh, quote, ongoing feud. Wow, yeah. in a neighborhood like that, you've got an ongoing Listen, feud that ends in a beating. Let me I step broke in here. six ribs. Oh, yes. now you're bragging, Arnold. So it's one more rib than Rand Paul. All right, pipe down. Listen, farm boy, let me step in here. I've lived in those neighborhoods. Crazy doesn't stop at the gate. There might be more of it. Then less of it. But don't you sue rather than beat? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.